And humility isn't to debase yourself. It's to understand that you don't know enough so that your life isn't going to be miserable. And so every chance you get to grab something new that will help you along your way, you should take it as fast as you can. But you have to have a very tragic, I would say, view of reality and also a harsh one because it's not just tragedy, it's also malevolence. You have to understand that those are waiting for you and that makes you desperate enough to learn and that might be make you desperate enough to fall out of your ideology. Welcome to It Just Is, the podcast. I am your host, Michael Smalley. We've reached step seven which the one word summary of step seven is humility. We ask God to help us change and remove all our signature sins. First John eight, or eh, I should try that. I should reference the Bible verse correctly. First John one, eight through 10 says, if we claim that we're free of sin, we're only fooling ourselves. Claim like that is errant nonsense. On the other hand, if we admit our sins, just simply come clean about them. He won't let us down. He'll be true to himself. He'll forgive our sins and purge us of all wrongdoing. If we claim that we've never sinned, we are out and out contradicting God. We make a liar out of him. A claim like that only shows off our ignorance of God. The promise of step seven we will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in others. Before we continue, Daily Coaching is waiting for you as a podcast or VIP member. So check it out at smalleyinstitute.com and get help with the things that you are struggling with most in your own personal life or in, or in your relationships. Daily Coaching is waiting for you at smalleyinstitute.com. Become a podcast or VIP member today. A pearl of wisdom for the day. Mistakes are opportunities for growth. And here's the one thing that you need to know about step seven. Humility heals pain. So it is that we first see humility as a necessity. But this is the barest beginning. To get, to get completely away from our aversion to the idea of being humble, to gain a vision of humility as the avenue to true freedom of the human spirit, to be willing to work for humility as something to be desired just for itself, takes most of us a long, long time. A whole lifetime geared to self-centeredness cannot be set in reverse all at once. Rebellion dogs are every step at first. Humility is a desire to seek and do God's will. In step one, we recognized our own powerlessness over our signature sin. We continue this humility now. One of the first and most important things we need to learn about our defects is that we can't be relieved without some humility. Sinners are victims of pride and selfishness. Before we began this 12-step study, we tried to solve our signature sin on our own, and we all know how that went. By now, hopefully, by now we understand we cannot overcome our sins on our own. Willpower, 
intellect and reasoning get us nowhere. Asking God to remove all our signature sins embodies the miracle of transformation. When we turn our when we turn over our broken, defective personalities to God, God does what God does. He transforms them into healthy, effective instruments of his will. Humility turns obstacles into opportunities for God to act through us. When I'm not sure if I'm dealing with the situation in a humble way, I can ask myself, well, what would a humble person do in this situation? When we mix our self-centeredness with a situation, it creates a problem. But if we remove our self-centeredness, then we only have to deal with the situation itself, not a problem. However, step seven is not a one-way street. God will remove our defects only to the extent that we are willing to practice spiritual obedience. This step gives us the choice of praying to be free of a defect rather than obsessing over it as we did before. And hopefully if you have recognized the importance and the power of honesty, you're paying close attention to this. Because if you're not, if you're not, if you're not being honest with yourself, then you're not acknowledging how obsessed you have been over whatever your signature sin is. I know this. I mean, I can, my gosh, the way that I, when I kept trying to solve my overeating, when I kept trying to solve my alcoholism, that is all that dominated my mind. It was truly obsessive. And it's not until we go, wait a minute, this obsession isn't helping. Maybe, just maybe, if I, if I quit and recognize my complete lack of ability to solve this problem, maybe if, I, maybe if I was just humble enough to go, okay, Lord, you take it. That's really what step seven is. All right, Lord, you know it. I've acknowledged it. I've admitted it. In steps four and five, I've talked about my signature sins openly and honestly. Now, in step seven, we're going, look, take them. Get rid of them. It's important to be patient and diligent. Our defects didn't develop overnight, and we can't change our lives overnight. There are some common misconceptions about step seven in the recovery process. Firstly, humility Right? You, you, you think, well, no, I grit and self-determination will do this. No. You know, humility, that, no, I don't need that for recovery. Well, it's impossible to identify our own flaws without being humble and honest with ourselves. Which, by the way, honesty, genuine honesty, takes humility. Because I can't be truly honest if I'm unwilling to acknowledge and admit humbly my problems. This introspection allows us to develop a humble attitude and work on correcting our moral defects. Secondly, step seven does not mean that we will no longer have any defects once God removes them. Right? Remember, this isn't about perfection. It's about progress. Our self-centered fears may still trigger our defects, but the difference now 
is that we have the power to choose whether or not to act on them. When we feel the onset of our defects, we can pray to God to help us change. And guess what? He will. Previously, before steps six and seven, we had no control over our defects and we were consumed by them. Finally, it's important to understand that we cannot remove our defects on our own. This is not something we can achieve by ourselves. We do not possess the necessary skills to become less prideful, angry, greedy, gluttonous, lustful, envious, slothful, or fearful without the help of a higher power, without the help of God. The humility inventory is now real complicated. Taking this step shows a willingness to surrender our deepest regrets, burdens, and hurt. You're, you're writing an inventory of your most serious shortcomings today. Where has sin entered your life in personal relationships, at work, and with God? And in the study, which again, you can purchase this study on your own or you get the study as a gift of becoming a member of the podcast or the VIP club. And so there's questions here that you can write down and work through. Where am I being prideful? A lack of humility. Where am I being greedy? Which is a lack of generosity. Where am I being lustful? A lack of purity of intention. Where am I being angry? Lack of a loving attitude. Where am I being gluttonous? Which is a lack of discipline. Where am I being envious, which is a lack of gratitude? Where am I being slothful, which is a lack of action? Answer these questions. Be honest with these questions. Put them down, and then we get to hand them over to God. When we are ready to have our self-destructive aspects removed, we ask God to help us and invite him into our lives. It takes humility to ask for help. And it's the result of self-honesty. The power of this step is in the asking, not in the result. At this point, we discover our character defects are useful in God's hands. How crazy is that thought, by the way? Are the worst things about us, if we would simply hand them over to God, actually become useful in God's hands? He'll do something good with them. He'll bring glory to himself. He'll bring healing to other people. I mean, that's just, that's, that should blow your mind today. The shame of our past is transformed into an instrument of good when we hand it over to God. What was hidden blossoms unexpectedly into gifts enriching our freedom, but only when brought into the light of our loving Father. Anger, turns into courage. Envy transforms into empathy. Self-centered pride grows into self-care. A desire to love me so, so I can better love God and others. There's a, there's a wonderful prayer here in step seven, the step seven prayer, aptly named. God, I realize my character defects have caused great suffering in my life. I know I cannot change without the light of your loving power. Help me move towards a greater reliance and deepening surrender to you. I want you in my life in a new way. 
I humbly ask you to remove my shortcomings, trusting that in your hands, they become opportunities to learn and grow. Under your care, anger can blossom into courage. Envy can grow into empathy. And I will move from shame to grace. Amen. Well, don't forget, if you're a fan of the Just It, it Just Is podcast, way to slaughter the title of my own podcast right there. And if you want to take your personal growth to the next level, become a member now. Do it today, right now. Click on it. Go to smalleyinstitute.com, support the show, and get live daily coaching with yours truly. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Your will, not ours, be done. And remember, everybody, keep on listening because it works if you work it.